Hi, this is Lori Walker. <laughs> and this is Billy Walker. And you are in for another episode of Dive Deeper. Woo-hoo! Okay, it's enough. It's enough. It's enough. Well, we are, we, we we are in a... here currently and we're arguing over why the record button is red. Instead of green. Yeah. To me, the red button would mean you're not recording. It's stop. Right. And, and the green button would mean go. go. But, exactly. Yeah. But it's the opposite. So, it is. Of course, my brain cannot handle that. So it's so. rolling. All right, honey. Well, today is? Today is August 28th, 2023. It's the 27th. Billy. August 27th, 2023. Don't I don't know what day it is. No. Yeah. Well, it's usually the 27th. we record these on Monday, but we're actually doing it on Sunday night. So here we are. We're a day We've been ahead. doing that recently. But anywho, so welcome in. So we're talking about Prism. We are. We're finishing this up, is actually. What, week three? This is the last week. It is, uh, boy, I think we did, I think that we actually did four weeks of this. This is four. And uh, we're wrapping up the series today and kick it in, if you can believe it, to a new series next week because it is, wait for it, September. So all things fall begin. What, but, is, that, um, what is that song, September, that we used to September morn. No, not that we one. We danced until no, the night became no, a brand no, new that's day. No, diamond, no. Well, it's a September. Do you remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. 21st night. Yeah, there you go. Yep, there you go. Yeah, we're kind of in a singing mood because, um, okay, uh, we have to admit that this past week we went and saw Barry Manilow. And um, it was a good concert. And we fell in love with the music of Barry Manilow. Actually, the weird thing is, Lore, and I, you know how I can't remember what you told me to do yesterday, but I can remember being like eight, Nine years old, I'm taking skating lessons. That's way before my time. At the Southgate Civic Center when it first opened up, my parents let me take ice skating lessons because I wanted to play hockey. And so I'm taking skating lessons, and it's the first time I remember hearing Barry Manilow because they were playing a bunch of music over the loudspeaker, and, and Mandy was the song. I don't know why I can remember it, but I just remember that's the first time I heard him, and it's now probably he is. Because that probably was the most like rock and roll you've ever listened to before. <sighs> no, no, <laughs> not really, not really. But okay, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um. But anyhow, yeah, we went and saw him, and it was a good time. Yes. So it was, it was very refreshing. We have experienced quite a bit this week. Actually, I love going to Detroit. We had a good time in Detroit. We had a good time in our basement during the tornado warning. That yes, was, that was really fun. That okay, was. We do not need to bore these poor people. Well, with we're not bored. Actually, I have a funny feeling that there are because some people. You started the whole message today with like a <laughs> twenty-five minute intro. And I was just like, I looked, leaned over to my mom. I'm like, is he going to preach or is he just like, but and it was good. Yet. It was there very it was. good. Drop the hammer. There was a point. There was a very good point. Yeah. So sometimes you just got to be real and raw with people and tell them the story. What's but going I on, live man, with you, know? you. And I think sometimes you just start talking and it's like, oh gosh, is he going to go through every single okay, day of the so week? Okay. So let's be honest. There are people who listen to this podcast for this few minutes <laughs> right really now. I really would like to know who it is. <laughs> as soon as we get to the <laughs> spiritual stuff, they click stop and move on to something else. So, you know. Right? Give the people what they want, Laura. Okay, so let's talk a little bit of what we actually are here to do. Um, one, I think one of the the first points that, that I wrote down anyway, even though you gave us all a little sheet of paper, but I don't do that, so I don't like to follow the rules. Um, we are always planning for the next celebration. Yeah. And yeah, you used um, our new tiger. 
when you talked <laughs> yeah, about Parker yeah, Parker Meadows. That was, that was awesome. That was a great that was a great night, man. The guy hit the thing out ninth inning, two outs, two 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 uh, strikes on Miguel, and you're like game's over. And then all of a sudden they pulled. Victory. And his mom and grandma were out there, and I just had to think. It's like, yep. oh my gosh, yep. I would have been bawling my eyes out. Yeah. Yeah. How exciting. Well, and I it's think like your dream come true and there it is. It's just happened. And I didn't do a very good job of really it's it's funny when you get done speaking, you're like, man, if I could just go back and do that one more time. So I what? love guys that have the opportunity to speak the same message like five or six times. I would like to know when do they think they got it down. But what, what I was trying to tie in between the tigers and the um <laughs> celebrations was that we're we're always looking for a chance to be together, a chance to have a good time. People are living for the weekend, um, and yet Scripture says that there's celebration in heaven every time somebody comes to know Christ. Yeah, and so there's a party going on all the time, and we are missing out on it. Um, and we're missing out on allowing people to understand that that's what the church is about. We're supposed to be celebrating life and celebrating Christ and pointing people to Jesus. Yeah. Uh, we, you and I were just listening to a message actually, as we're coming in here about the joy of Jesus. And if you need more joy, then experience Jesus. And for those of you that follow Lori on Instagram, she's posting pictures uh, of our experience here. No, as we... I don't say that. That's, okay. You make it sound like I'm bored. I'm not bored. No, I'm no. listening to you. I'm just multitasking. Multitasking. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. It's absolutely true. And um, you also, I did have one correction though. Yeah. Remember we were at the, the wedding reception last night. Yep. Yep. And you mentioned about the person that said not enough time to talk to all the people. Yeah. And then you said, this is what you said during the message, is that it was a glimpse of heaven that we'll have eternity to talk and see them. That was me, dear. Well, you know, in God's eyes, we're one. So. Yeah, but you just totally, like, <laughs> stole my thunder. That was me. I don't say that many profound things. Oh, my goodness. That's why we have this, so people can hear your <laughs> profundity. Okay. Um, and then we're, so Prism... How do how do you want me to go into this as far as all the different? Well, yeah, we points. did. We really didn't have three points today in a cloud of dust either. No, because um, you, you, you we were just tying in the stories of of Jesus and Scripture, and I, I think the point was well, first of all, we talked about different encounters that people had with Jesus, the woman at the well, and she represented the marginalized. Yeah, what does marginalized mean? Speak marginalized up for me, okay? Yeah, marginalized means um, not that I'm dumb. Left but, out. You know. Um, not significant. Um, okay. The Samaritans, in the eyes of the Jewish community, they were insignificant. Mm -hmm. They wanted nothing to do with them. They were set apart from society. They went around Samaria. I mean, mm -hmm. that's how badly they didn't want anything to do with them. They didn't even want to stop and get gas there for the camel. They just wanted, they would go completely around Samaria. And so John opens up John chapter four by saying Jesus had to go through Samaria because looking back on it, John realizes he had to go. He had to have this encounter mm -hmm. because of what happened. And so this woman represents People that normally, like the disciples come back and John's honest enough to say, we, we wondered, why are you talking to this woman? But nobody said that. Mm -hmm. 
Nobody's going to say that to Jesus. But they were like, why are you, why would you, because they wouldn't have had a discussion with her. But Jesus went out of his way to talk with her. Yeah. And not just that she was a Samaritan woman, but she had made a mess of her life. And, and Jesus knew all that. And yet he doesn't judge. He just, he allows the encounter to take place. And then he says, listen, why don't you go back and tell the people in your town what's going on? And by the time the see. discussion with the disciples is over, after they come back with lunch and they're wondering what's happening, the people are coming out mm-hmm. uh, in droves. They're coming through the field. And Jesus is like, look, the fields are white unto harvest as the people are walking towards them. And Jesus and the disciples wind up staying there for a couple of days. And it's like the first revival takes place as these people encounter Jesus because of the testimony of one woman And she was a marginalized person that the disciples, if they'd have encountered on their own, wouldn't have had anything to do with. Yeah, kind of like the overlooked. And I always, you know, sometimes you can tell by people's faces, they're used to no one seeing them. Like, they're used to not having anyone say hello to them. You can always tell. And those are the people I I really do just love to see, like, hi. And they almost look at you like, see them light up. Yeah, Are you talking to me? Yeah, give give value and and don't allow insignificance to be a part of the way that we look at people because that's that's marginalized. Mm-hmm. So then we went to another story in John, John chapter eight, woman caught in adultery, mm-hmm. and that one we used we called it the messed up, right? Because and Jesus she represents did not con- condemn her. Yep, again, Jesus doesn't condemn. He says, "Hey, where are those who accuse you?" And she looks around, she's like, well, they've left. And he says, hey, I'm not going to condemn you either. Mm-hmm. But he has, again, this encounter. Now, does he endeavor to change your life? Sure. He doesn't want her to live like that. He sure. says, go and don't do this anymore. Sin no more. Mm-hmm. But he has the encounter with Jesus. Well, what is the church if we're not giving people who are messed up the chance to encounter Jesus? Because that's the only way it's going to that's the only way that change is going to happen. I think that people, I mean, for the, I mean, I'm listening to a, a, a book about, uh, what is it? The, about not offending people and you not being offended. Oh yeah. yeah Unoffended. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the name of the book, right? Yeah. You, you told me about it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And how I, everybody's just got like this like thing in them now that it's just like, well, then a lot of it happened, unfortunately. They even again, the message we were just listening to, the guy's like, from about March 2020 on, we've had a chip on our shoulder. Yeah. And yeah, the but, anger so, and I the mean, resentment. But that should not and, be in the church. I'm no. sorry. It just that uh, should not be our first thing. Again, like offend. you said, we're always looking for a celebration. Stores know it. That's why they're already decorating for Halloween. And before Halloween's over, they'll already have the Christmas yeah, trees up in the decor. Yeah, can we get glow for next church? Glow sticks because daybreak is Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. So, okay, next one we had was not just the marginalized, not just the messed up, but the next the desperate. one was the desperate. The Mark woman. Five. Yeah, Mark 5. This the woman one of my favorite Bible who, stories. Uh, has an issue of blood. She has a medical condition. She has not been able to get it taken care of. She spent all her money, tried all the doctors. Nothing's mm-hmm. worked. And you have to know that she is in a weakened position. I mean, she is weak physically. She is mm-hmm. weak mentally and, of course, spiritually. But yet she's she has made up her mind, I've got to get to Jesus. Yeah, and she, if she could just touch his, the hem yeah. of his garment. Well, I don't think she went just to touch the hem of his garment. I think she went to have an encounter. She went to try to see him. She went to try to, but there were so many people around him 
at that point in time. She can't get through, and she's trying to fight through the crowd, and I think that in her weakened condition, she just falls, and all she can do is reach out. How do you know and that? Touch because she she's fell? on she's on the ground. Yeah, but maybe that's how did she touch? Smart. Uh, no, how did she touch the hem of his garment? The hem of his garment is the bottom of his garment. It went past his knees. Mm-hmm. She no, she is, she is on the ground. I mean, she has either fallen or she's kind of gotten jostled and trampled, and all she can do is reach out and touch the hem of I his think garment. She's probably smarter and than the then, average, you know what? Because. She was on the on the ground, and that was very smart because everyone else is standing up. So she just was able to, <laughs> like, put her hand out there between okay, legs. Okay, so we understand there. a woman with a blood condition for twelve years did an army crawl to get to Jesus. Exactly. Is that no? Didn't She's happen. Smart. She by faith reached out and just Give was her able to lemon, touch. She made lemonade. The hem of his garment. Oh yes. Okay. And Jesus says, "Hey." Who touched me? And disciples are like, well, everybody. He's like, no, no. Somebody right? with faith awesome. touched me. That's why it's one of my favorites. And the woman at that point stands up and says, gives Jesus her story. And Jesus says, your faith has healed you. Yeah. But she was in such a desperate condition that even when she's on the ground, she's reaching out for Jesus. We have people like that that we're encountering too. So we've I got think, yeah. the messed up, the marginalized, and the desperate. I think one of the questions that you asked, and we didn't go through that, is like, are we doing a good job at it? And I think you 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 were wondering about the you know you asked is the church doing a good job at doing these things and seeing who did Jesus come for? Like, yeah. are we doing a good enough job to yeah. yeah be there for those people? Yeah. Anyway, okay. So then the next one was Matthew eight. Yeah, naked naked crazy guy. Crazy naked guy. Yep, said. yep, yep. And uh, and he's living in the tombs, just. He's got so much evil inside of him. And again, Jesus Jesus goes to him, and they have this encounter, and the man is radically transformed, changed. Jesus casts out the evil spirits, and it says the townspeople came because Jesus had cast them into swine pigs the pigs had gone down a cliff and there so now the pig herders are running into town going gotta tell you what happened they all come out they see the man clothed it says in mark in mark and in his, in right, his mind. right mind yeah yeah and that's when they're afraid no weird it is weird it just shows you the dysfunction of people they got so used to we've talked about this before they get so used to the dysfunction and the drama that they live with mm-hmm. when that, it's not there anymore, when it's they, not yeah like what yeah wait wait this is the crazy that we're used to yeah and and so jesus is like you know what i i'm not gonna stay i'm not gonna mess up i'm leaving and the guy wants to go with him and jesus says no i need you to stay here mm-hmm. i need you to go tell your family what has happened and how it's happened. Yeah, because when it, show when it happens share to them. you, you're the only one that can tell your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the transformation that God... And and I think it'll be incredible when you get to heaven and see the difference the that crazy this guy made. Guy. Yeah, well, I, when you see all the people that this guy told his story to, and they were like, well, yeah, we'll believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. We'll believe that he's the Messiah. Right. I mean, Jesus knew this guy could make a difference, so he... He made him stay So there. Jesus came for the confused, you said. The confused, yeah. The I, crazy and confused. Yeah, we were, without a, we were without a projector today, so I told the people they could put whatever they wanted in their notes. I just had a capital C, so some people put in the cray-cray or the crazies or the confused. But, yeah, there are people so the who for Cocoa are just— <laughs> There's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But there are people who are just, they're confused and they're, they're willing to try anything, but they're not trying Jesus. And he's the one that can make the difference. So, and then there was one more and that was found in, it's number five. It's a Mark nine, Mark nine. Yep. And that's the the doubting the the father who brings his son, Mm -hmm. the disciples can't do anything. And Jesus is coming down off the Mount of transfiguration. He takes him over to Jesus and he says, Hey, my son, has all these spirits inside of him, a lot of evil in him, oh. and it's causing him to be thrown into the fire and all this kind of thing. Your disciples, I thought they could do something. They can't. Can you? And it's kind of like Jesus is like, can I? Yeah. You know, kind of like, what, are you doubting me? And the guy says, and it's such a great verse because I think it applies to all of us at some point. I believe, help my unbelief. Mm. Mm-hmm. I do believe, but yeah, I've got some doubts. Help me with that. And Jesus, of course, heals the boy and sends them home to the family. And um, but again, it's it's Jesus has an encounter with the doubters, with the unbelievers, mm-hmm. and society is filled with those people. Um, and you and, you mentioned that we are we are the ER. Yeah, we're the hospital. Where it's like the guy who cut off his finger accidentally chopping wood and goes to the hospital mm-hmm. and everybody's just working and watching TV and eating snacks and the lady hands him a form without looking up and he just drops his finger down in front mm-hmm. of her. She shrieks, sends him to the doctor. And we have people who are missing a part of their life coming mm-hmm. into the ER, which is our church every week. And the church is the vehicle, good, bad, or indifferent. The church is the vehicle that Jesus said, I'm going to build my kingdom on. I'm going to grow my family through this. And, uh, and so the church has to be that place that is open, ready, loving, and celebrating. Mm-hmm. Because every week we've got the marginalized, the messed up, the desperate, <laughs> the naked crazy, the confused, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, mm-hmm. and the doubting. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, I know definitely the church on Sunday or when you come to church, you have people like that. But we all work with these. We work with people. If you are living it Monday through Saturday and then Sunday, you're just going to come in rejoicing because maybe somebody that you saw for the first time or you you took the time to to acknowledge that they were hemorrhaging and they needed help. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they come to church with you and you're just kind of like, oh. yeah, so and, that wasn't that hard. And and we talked about that, you know, it's just so many times we play church like we did when yeah. we were kids mm-hmm. and God's not ask, asking us to play church. He's asking us to be the church. Yeah. And it, you know, Acts chapter two says that they added to their number every day, not just on days they were having ser- Sunday service. Mm-hmm. They were adding to their number every day. And that's just exactly what you're talking about. People at the workplace, people in their homes, in their communities, with their families, mm-hmm. making a difference for good for God and 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 moving his kingdom forward. Well, we're so quick to so, like always want to one up. Like if you're sitting in your office and, and, and you're talking about something and then somebody else tries to top you off with that, then you have to top them off with something else. <laughs> yeah. And it's like we're so quick to want to talk. Like we want to, we want to talk. And so then, but you're not really truly listening. Yeah. If you really truly are listening and paying attention to the other people around you, it won't take long for you to realize 
There's desperate people. Oh, man. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And then just yep. as we close, and you might have to find this on your thing, but I did. I enjoyed the First Corinthians um, chapter 9. You, you read King James Version. Yeah. Well, and he gets what, what Paul basically is saying is that I am going to be all things to all men so that I might win some. And he talks, you know, to the Greek, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to be like, I'm one of them. And, and you, the big fat Greek you read about it in Acts when he's talking to the Greeks, he talks differently than when he's talking to the Jews. He right. knows how to speak that language. Right. And, and, and it, he talks in such a way you that he presents everybody to Christ listen to them. To you and how you're talking. You have to sometimes. Yeah. Well, and sometimes we can be very good at speaking Christianese. And, right. you know, most of the world doesn't understand that, but they do understand the language of love. They do understand the language of value. Uh, they do understand when we are being the light, mm-hmm. being the, oh, sound like Brad Jerkovich, when we are being the prism mm-hmm. that is reflecting the glory of God, mm-hmm. which is what we're called to be. Well, so, I always like to think if you're going to, you need to pray on a daily basis just that you would see others the way Jesus would see them. Yeah. And that you would listen and you would observe the way Jesus would if he was walking in your shoes for that day. Do we have compassion yeah. like Jesus did? Yeah. Or what? Are we just so busy with our own stuff that World. we don't even think about it? Yeah. And yeah. that's and you know that's what the enemy really wants for every person to have to just ignore everybody and only think about yourself and that's just the direct and opposite it's of easy to do. Oh. It's easy to do. Get so self-absorbed. But, but the cool thing is... But once you start noticing people and you start seeing how... I mean, you make a, you can make a, a lot of impact and people with such a little something. It just is unreal. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Great point. And you can stand out and sparkle just like a prism just simply by saying hello and giving somebody a pat on the back. and. Yep. Anyway. Endeavoring to share and so value into people and encourage them and they will see that there's a difference. And Mm -hmm. then we have opportunity to talk to them about Jesus because he's the one that makes that difference. So, Hey, that's all we got, man. Thank you for joining with us again. We'd love for you to hit subscribe (laughs) and uh, just that way you get noticed every time one of these podcasts comes out. Uh, I really would like to know who it is. It doesn't get any better than that. Oh thank God. you, thank you very much. The buttons are closer to his side, by they the way. They are closer to me, which allows me to use them. And so, anyhow, hey, thanks for listening. We thank hope you have you. a great week, and we will talk with you soon. Have a great week, guys.